Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. And good evening, everybody. Joe Beningo back with you again. A special edition of the Oh, The Pain podcast. As uh, we are sitting here just two days before Thanksgiving 2021. And of course, the Joe Beningo Oh, The Pain podcast brought to you by Natural Body, by Budget Blinds, by the Hackensack Brewing Company, by Beach Camera, and by Anita Tires. So a few things. We're going to do a couple different things today. We're going to cover a couple uh, a couple different topics. Uh, we'll get to the Mets. We'll get to the Knicks a little bit here. But I want to start out with the Giants last night. I haven't talked much about the Giants. You know, obviously the podcast, as being the Jet fan I am, devoted to uh, to the Jets. But the Giants last night, a very lackluster 30-10 to 10 loss to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now, I look, I don't know anybody who expected the Giants to win this football game. Tampa Bay had not been playing well. Tampa Bay had actually lost their last two games. Uh, they lost to New Orleans. They had a bye, and then they lost last week to Washington. So, you know, two very, uh, you know, uh, lackluster performances by Tampa. So you you knew Tom Brady and company were going to be loaded for bail last night against the Giants, and they were. They wound up winning the game 30-10, to 10, and the Giants were in this game. Uh, you know, they had that interception uh, by Dory Jackson on about the four-yard line on a, a ball that went off the hands of Mike Evans. They ended up looking the ball into his hands, whatever. Ball bounced off his hands right into the hands of Jackson. It set up the Giants' only touchdown of the night, which, by the way, was scored by the offensive tackle, Andrew Thomas, uh, of all people, on a, a really nice play call by Garrett, nice pass by Daniel Jones. And at that point in the game, uh, that tied the game at 10-10. But that was it. That's all the Giants would score. Giants had a couple other opportunities, probably the biggest one. They were down 17-10. They were in, in Tampa territory, about the 30-yard line, whatever it was. They had a fourth and one, and they went for it. And I agree with going for it, but just a terrible play call uh, by, by Garrett and company. Uh, why not just try a quarterback sneak? You got a guy like Daniel Jones, who's the kind of runner that he is. Just, you know, a half a yard. You know, just go forward for the half a yard. Instead, they, they tried some kind of a play-action pass. Uh, the play was never there. It threw the ball out of the backfield. I forget who the receiver was coming. It might have been to Barkley out of the backfield. And the play just wasn't there. It was double-covered. Uh, it fell incomplete. And that was pretty much it. You know, Tampa went from there, and uh, Brady and company went on to a 30-10 to 10 win. So here we are now, the Giants, with six games to go. Seven games. That's why we got an extra, extra game this year. Seven games to go. They're sitting there at three and seven, and they start to get into a little bit of the easier part of the schedule. But how easy is it really? They still got two games with the Eagles. Yes, they're starting this week at MetLife, but the Eagles are playing terrific football right now. You know, they really are. They're five and six. They're really starting to find it with Jalen Hurts. They come off a, a blowout win of the Saints at home, and the Eagles have been great on the road. They've won four times on the road already this year. I'm sure there'll be plenty of Eagle fans at MetLife for this game. So, uh, you know, and they got two games left with the Eagles. They still got to play the Cowboys. They got another game with Washington. They have to go down to Miami uh, to play the Dolphins. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, 
Can the Giants make any kind of run to get themselves into playoff contention? I kind of doubt it. I just don't see that happening. They're sitting there at the bottom of the NFC East. They're three and seven. And it's really been a disappointing season for the Giants. You know, you you had some you had some hope last year. They were six and ten. You kind of felt good about Joe Judge. They went right down to the last game of the regular season when the Eagles basically uh, you know, laid down against Washington and Washington went on to win the division if if the Eagles had won that game and the Giants would have won the division. So they kind of laid down. You know, Doug Peterson, of course, got fired right after that in Philadelphia. But uh, you know, but you thought Coming into this year, 6-10 and 10 last year, you know, maybe the Giants were going to give you, uh, you know, really ready to make a legitimate run in the NFC East. That has not been the case. There's so many question marks. The defense has not been as good as it was last year. They've still had a lot of injuries on the offense. You know, Barkley has been in and out with injuries. You know, guys on the offensive line, Andrew Thomas was back last night, but he was out. Tony was out for a couple games. You know, I, this is this has been the problem with the Giants. The offensive line is still not what you would like it to be. They've been trying to fix it forever. And you got to believe that, you know, the Giants wind up going here, you know, six and 11 or, you know, five and 12 or something like that. And that's going to be the end of the road for Dave Gettleman. I think judge will be back, but you know, even him, I mean, I, I, I thought we'd see more. I like what I saw from Joe judge last year. They have not been the same. They have not really, they have, they have, they had some expectations coming into the year. They have not gotten to those expectations. Now, they still got uh, seven football games to play. Who knows? And, again, the schedule is not, you know, daunting by any stretch. But you, you just – you can't really feel good about the direction the Giants are going now. And, and the jury stays out on Daniel Jones. I mean, how good is Daniel Jones? And that's a decision that's, you know, going to have to be made, you know, uh, by the end of the year because he's going into that, you know, the end of his rookie contract next year. So you really got to make a decision – it looks like the Giants are going to have a high draft choice again, probably a top 10, top 15 for sure draft choice. And, you know, do they look at, at drafting a quarterback? I don't know. A lot of decisions have to be made. Like I said, I'll be surprised if Gettleman is back. So the Giants kind of at a little bit of a crossroads right now uh, as they come off that loss last night to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Again, a final score in Tampa of 30 to 10 for the Buccaneers. Joe Beningo with the Oda Payne podcast. Let me let me uh, let me give some love to one of my sponsors before we move on to the Mets. And again, I want to thank all my friends over at the Hackensack Brewing Company, Mike Jones and Company, who uh, we had that terrific uh, a week ago yesterday had that terrific live uh, Oda Payne podcast. And uh, and check out check out the Hackensack Brewing Company. You know the tap room is open from four thirty to ten p.m. Monday through Friday, two to ten on Saturday, twelve to eight on Sundays. They're located just 10 minutes off the GW Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack's Fairmont neighborhood. Go down there and, and check them out. Uh, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. Go check out the Hackensack Brewing Company. We'll be doing a uh, another uh, a live broadcast from the uh, Hackensack Brewing Company coming up probably maybe on a Saturday during the NFL playoffs. We'll do that. All right. I want to turn my attention to the Mets. I haven't said much about the Mets. We're in the hot stove season. Let's start with this. First of all, you know, December 1st is the is the end of this particular collective bargaining agreement. And who knows what's going to happen? You know, I mean, is there going to be a work stoppage? We haven't seen one since 1994. Is there going to be one here in Major League Baseball? Uh, I, there's going to be some kind of a stoppage. And 
you know, you probably with things like these, you know, things don't really start to get moving until we get to the point where you're going to start missing, you know, missing baseball games. So that's a long way away. But until we get to that, and we'll see, we're still a week and a half or so till December 1st. But we have seen some movement with the Mets. Noah Syndergaard obviously uh, rejected that $18 million one-year qualifying offer and wound up signing a one-year deal with the Angels for $21 million, which, you know, and, all, and everything you heard from Syndergaard was, well, you know, I want to stay with the Mets. I love it here. I want to play my whole career with the Mets, yada, yada, do-do-do. And, of course, he takes for $3 million more for a one-year deal. He goes out to the Angels in Anaheim. It wasn't even like he got a multi-year contract. So that was a little surprising, but, you know, maybe that speaks volumes of where the Mets organization is right now. Now, he also lost Aaron Loop, the left-handed reliever, who had a very good year for them last year. I believe he signed a two-year deal with Anaheim as well. And, uh, you know, I can't get crazy about that. You know, relief pitchers come and go. You know, some some years they're terrific, some years they stink. You know, they're like kickers in the NFL. You know, one good year, <clears throat> one bad year. Rarely do you have relief pitchers. You know, there's very few Mariano Rivera's or, you know, Dennis Eckersley's or, uh, you know, Goose Gossage's out there that are good for a long period of time, as we know. So uh, not really too concerned about that. But what are the Mets doing right now? They hired Billy Epler as their general manager. Okay, all well and good. After about 75 people, it, it seems, turned them down. I mean, everybody and their brother was basically offered the job. Nobody wanted it. You know, so Epler, we'll see what he does. He was out of baseball uh, for a little while after he'd been in Anaheim. He had some issues there. Remember, he originally uh, came out of the Yankee organization. So we'll see what Epler turns out to be. Uh, I wish Sandy Alderson was gone. I mean, I've had enough of him. I mean, do we really need to continue to see Sandy Alderson in this organization? Why does Steve Cohen still have this guy there? You know, Sandy Alderson was brought in by Bud Selig in the middle of the, you know, the Wilpon, uh, you know, mess that that happened that whole deal with the you know with the money and oh my god I mean it, it couldn't have been a worse situation we all know you know what happened there the whole Bernie Madoff disaster and everything we know what happened and with the Mets having their money issues Selig basically gave them all the sin because with that situation now the Mets were going to be run like a small market team and that's what Alderson had done in Oakland well you know what they got a new owner in there now Steve Cohen who apparently has more money than anybody, more money than any owner in baseball. So why the hell do we still need a small market mentality guy like Sandy Alderson there? I don't know. I don't get that. To me, he can't get out of the organization fast enough. And as far as Cohen's concerned, boy, I mean, we were all doing a call. We were all so excited. Oh, you know, and my former partner, Evan Roberts, and oh, and Stevie Cohen and his beautiful money and everything's going to be different. What was different? What was different? The Mets had another terrible year, a year where they were leading the division basically all summer long into the into August and then collapsed. I mean, you couldn't have collapsed any worse than they did. Uh, I mean, it was, it was a joke. I mean, the way they went into it, was almost like an earthquake, the way every, the, the ground opened up and they just collapsed into it. I mean, it was unbelievable how bad it was and the free fall that happened with the Mets from that point in time. And the big move Cohen made last year, of course, was trading for Francisco Lindor, and then, which is fine. I didn't love the trade. I didn't want the trade at all. I was not happy with that trade. Everybody knows I was on record. I wanted to see them sign George Springer. <coughs> Excuse me. If they would have just signed Springer, that would have been great. That's all you had to do. Sign Springer and basically leave well enough alone. Let's go forward 
with this baseball team. That's not what they did. They trade for Lindor. Okay, fine. You made the trade. But then why the hell did you give this guy before he did anything? Why did, And he was a free agent. Why did you give him a 10-year contract? What did you do that for? That made no sense to me whatsoever. I didn't get it. Why the hell would you give, you know, Lindor that money? And he obviously underperformed. He had a terrible year. We had all that situation with the, the thumbs down stuff with, with Javi Baez after they made the trade for him at the deadline and all of that. I didn't like it. That was the big move. Well, what are they going to do this year? You lost Syndergaard now. You're going to lose Michael Conforto. Not that I'm crying about that, but are you going to re-sign Baez? Is that going to happen? Are you going to bring some pitching in here? Because God knows the Mets need pitching. There's no doubt about that. I mean, is any, are you getting inspired with this rotation? Are they going to keep Marcus Stroman? I'm very up in the air about that. Do you want to bring him back? I don't know if I want to bring Marcus Stroman back. I, I, you know, I know he had a good year last year, and I know he made all his starts, and that's a big deal. And he had, you know, ZRA was low, 3.02, whatever it was. I get all of that. But do I really want to pay Marcus Stroman big money? I'm a little concerned that if I give him big money, I'm not going to get the same production. I'm a little concerned about that with Stroman. But we'll see whether they bring him back or not. And what's going on with DeGrom? Is DeGrom healthy? I mean, what's the deal with this guy? Is he ready to go out there and pitch next year? I don't know what it is. Was he that hurt that he had to shut it down? I mean, once he shut it down, we didn't see him again. We didn't see him basically from July till the rest of the year last year. I didn't understand that. I didn't get all that with DeGrom. I don't know. Is it a money thing? Does he want more? I, I, don't, I don't know what the situation is. But the Mets have got to address the pitching. I saw yesterday or this morning that they're interested in bringing Steven Matz back from, you know, of course, he was with the Blue Jays. Uh, he had a decent year last year in Toronto. But, I mean, is that exciting me, bringing Steven Matz back to the Mets? Am I excited about that? Doesn't do much for me. But I look at the state of that rotation right now, especially with the, you know, the question marks about DeGrom. Taquan Walker, he had a great first half and brutal second half after he was an all-star. You know, Tyler McGill, uh, you, you really sold on him. How about Peterson? Is he coming back? Is he going to be healthy again? He missed basically three quarters of the season with an injury as well. Are we going to see him in the rotation? A lot of question marks for the Mets. Are they going to go out there and sign some serious free agent pitchers? Uh, are they a serious player for a guy like Max Scherzer? Would Max Scherzer even consider coming to the Mets? He certainly didn't want any part of him at the trading deadline last year when he got traded to the Dodgers. So I, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. And, of course, the Mets are still looking for a manager. They don't have a manager right now. Now, you know I wanted to see Carlos Beltran, who got completely hard. I mean, of all the people involved in the whole thing with the Houston, you know, the Astros scandal, the cheating scandal stuff, yeah, everybody's back. You know, A.J. Hinch is back. Uh, you know, Cora's back. Everybody's back. Now, the players, Altuve and Springer and, you know, Korea and Bregman and all these guys that were involved in that, they're all playing. There was no effect on them. But Carlos Beltran was kind of like the poster child, like he was the ringleader of it all. So he got so hosed, it's unbelievable. I mean, I, I to me, and I would love to see Beltran get another chance and come back and be the manager of his team. I doubt that's happening. But, you know, they got to go out and address the manager situation. Bring Buck Show. I'm all for Buck Showalter. You want Buck Showalter to be the manager's team? I do. Let's go. Let's go. Buck's great at, you know, start at, at building programs. How many times, we, you know, he built the Yankee program and, you know, Joe Torre wound up, 
you know, reaping the benefits of what Showalter initially did. He did the same thing in Arizona. Arizona, the same thing. They let him go. Bob Brenly takes over. He goes on and wins the World Series there. So I'm all for Showalter. He did a good job with the Orioles when he was there as well. I'm all for bringing Buck Showalter in as the manager. But, you know, we'll see what they're going to do. But I expect Steve Cohen to spend some freaking money here. Let's go. And with this, you know, December 1st deadline looming about, you know, a, a, a potential work stoppage with the collective bargaining agreement, maybe you got to start signing some players now. Now, I'm all for bringing Javi Baez back. I, I really am. It, it's risky. It's risky with Baez because he's another guy. Well, you're going to give him big money and, you know, who knows what you're going to get after you do that. But I like him. I mean, he brings an element to the Mets that they didn't have. He brings a certain toughness to them. He is kind of a reckless player. You know, he's a little reckless. But I like that. I like that. I like the fact that he takes chances and does, you know, does that kind of thing. So, uh, you know, I, I, I would like to see Baez back. But, again, I know there's a million teams that are interested in him. I heard the Red Sox are interested in him among a lot of others. I don't know. But the Mets got to do some things. They got to make some moves here. You know, you got to bring somebody here. How about signing Carlos Correa? How about that? Why not? Probably won't happen. He probably doesn't want to come here. But why not sign Carlos Correa? How about Corey Seager? How about him? Why not? I don't know. I don't know what the Mets are going to do. I have no idea. But I want to see Steve Cohen open up that checkbook now and start spending money and the Mets becoming the big market team that they should be. I, I don't know how else to say it. I want to see the Mets become the big market team that every Met fan wants to see them become. So, look, we'll see what happens uh, with the Mets down the road. We'll see what kind of moves they make. Uh, that uh, remains to be seen, but a lot, of, a lot of things have to be resolved, and, you know, we'll see what happens. And, again, don't forget that December 1st deadline for the um, collective bargaining agreement to end. Now, let me give another one of my sponsors a little love here. Of course, Natural Body. My good buddy, Steve Calabrese, who's very pumped. By the way, I said it yesterday. You're welcome, Steve, and all the Dolphin fans for the Jets handing you that win on Sunday. And Miami right now is rolling. They've won three consecutive games. And, you know, uh, we'll see where they go from here. But check out Natural Body. And you can enter coupon code JOEB for 10% off your entire order at naturalbodyinc.com. And anybody that makes a purchase at any of the Natural Body stores in Ozone Park, Queens, Belmont, Long Island, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, they get a free natural body T-shirt valued at 25 bucks while supplies uh, last. So check out Natural Body, Steve Calabrese and company. You can email Steve at naturalbodyinc.com. So uh, uh, check out Steve, and uh, they all do a great job there at, uh, at Natural Body. Now, a couple other things as we move forward. Gonna get into the NBA a little bit uh, before we get back to the football. Right now, you want to talk about the Knicks. It's still very early in the season. They're nine up and eight down. They played the Lakers tonight at the Garden. No LeBron because LeBron was suspended for this fight he got in, into with uh, Isaiah Stewart of the Pistons. I mean, really, you got to suspend, Le suspend LeBron for the one game he's going to play in New York this year? Could you, like, suspend LeBron for a game he's going to play in a Western Division game where he's going to play a Western Conference game where he's going to play those teams multiple times? And no, I can't do that. So he's not playing tonight at the Garden. And we'll see what the Knicks do. I mean, they have not played well at home. Uh, they're four and seven so far in the month of, these, of uh, November. And, you know, they come off a loss to the Bulls. They were they were lucky to beat the crummy Houston Rockets uh, at the Garden. Uh, uh, I guess it was Friday night or Saturday night. They lose uh, on Sunday to the Bulls in Chicago. 
So they're sitting there at nine and eight. And and where do they go? Julius Randle has not played well. The first unit, you know, really the second unit has played better. And it almost seems like bringing in Kemba Walker and Fournier has kind of really slowed down Julius Randle. It's almost like, you know, everything last year offensively flowed through him. And that's not happening now. You know, like Kemba's got to get his. Fournier's got to get his. You know, and, and it just seems like, you know, Julius is not getting the touches that he should be getting. I mean, the offense flowed through him last year. You don't see that happening this year. Uh, the second team has been much better. You know, the backcourt of Derrick Rose and, and Emmanuel quickly to me has been much better than Fournier and Walker. Uh, you know, you got to love what you see from Obi Toppin. I mean, to me, Obi Toppin's got to play more than he does. And you're even starting to see him, you know, hit three-point shots. We all know what a, how good he is around the rim. He's a tremendous finisher, uh, especially in the open court. So I want to see more of Obi Toppin. I mean, I don't think there's any question about that. You know, but and, and Alec Burks, who's been terrific coming off the bench. You know, I wouldn't change up the starting lineup because you've gotten such energy from that unit coming in, you know, uh, from that second unit. But uh, right now, the Knicks have been a little disappointing. Nine and eight, still very, very early in the season. Not playing the defense they played last year. You know, they've kind of sa- sacrificed defense. Uh, you know, Alfred, Alfred, uh, Alfred Payton is gone. You know, guys like that who were, you know, real good defensive players, not here anymore. You kind of sacrifice some defense for offense, and uh, we'll see. But, you know, Nick's got to start, you know, getting on a little better role, uh, uh, you know, overall. I got to see more from Randall and the first-team offense. I definitely got to see that. And uh, they got to start winning at Madison Square Garden because right now they are not winning there. You know, everybody's coming in. And, you know, the Garden used to be a, a tough place to play at one point. You know, years ago, certainly back in the Ewing era, back in the days when the Knicks actually were winning championships. Oh, my God. You know, that's uh, ancient history now. But they got to start playing better at the Garden. You know, it almost, you know, the other teams get juiced up to come and play there, you know, in front of the celebrity role and all of that stuff, you know, which, you know, you know, it's uh, unfortunately too big a part of what the NBA is now. But, you know, it is what it is. But we'll see. So the Knicks play the Lakers tonight at the Garden. No LeBron. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. But, you know, still early in the season, only 17 games into it. They're 9-8. and eight. Long way to go in an 82-game year. But uh, you need to see them start playing better basketball. I need to see more from Julius Randle. we nice to see more of them start to play better defense. And they got to start winning games at home because that has not been the case so far this year. And, of course, the Eastern Conference is uh, very tough. I mean, this is a much better Eastern Conference than it's been, uh, you know, in years, uh, recent times. So Knicks really need to start uh, getting moving as far as as far as that's concerned. Now, I just want to I want to finish up a little bit with the Jets. <clears throat> uh, you know, I talked endlessly about you know uh, the game against the Dolphins and where they are, two and eight, all of that. Unfortunately, Michael Carter as they get ready to play the lousy Houston Texans on Sunday in Houston. Uh, Michael Carter's out for two to three weeks with a high ankle sprain which uh, is not good news because the, kid, the the Jets really got something with this kid. This kid looks for real, no doubt about it. And, you know, one of the big reasons maybe why they didn't win that game Sunday against Miami is because Carter went out of the game with the injury. But we'll see who the starting quarterback's going to be. Uh, I, I, look, I've said it. I said it yesterday. I have no problem with Zach Wilson continuing to sit for a little while. I got no issue with that. You know, if you want to go back to Flacco, look, Mike White should be playing. I mean, you know, right now, I, I want to see more of Mike White. There's no reason that Zach can't sit. Look, he's still a rookie quarterback. 
You know, I know it's a different world now, and the rookie quarterbacks, they play immediately, immediately they're, you know, let's go, let's play football. You draft them and you start them. But there's no reason that he can't sit for a couple more weeks and watch Flacco, White, whoever's playing, and should be White, but we all know to deal with that. You know, why not? Let's see it. Let Zach sit for another couple weeks. And I want to see wins. I want to win games. I'm sorry. I want to win football games. I'm tired of being the disaster that the Jets are. 4-22, and I said it yesterday, since the start of last year. And certainly, Robert Sala, the early returns on him are not very good, and we've been through that as well. So we'll see. Uh, I guess uh, tomorrow morning, Salah will make his decision on who's going to start against Houston. It's probably going to be Wilson. I certainly would not be against him sitting still for a couple more games before you bring him back in here. Uh, I don't think that hurts him at all. You know, look, he's the quarterback of the future. We get that. And I like Wilson. I like what I see from him. He certainly got the talent. There's no doubt about that. I think they really got something with him. But um, it wouldn't hurt if he sat for a couple more games. All right, Joe Beningo with a special edition of the uh, Oda Payne podcast. I want to mention also uh, that we uh, we're gonna we're gonna start to expand the podcast. We're gonna do two a week starting next week. So we'll do the, the regular podcast coming up Monday. We'll break down the Jet Texan game. We'll talk a little bit more about the state of the NFL. And then Friday, starting Friday, December third, uh, we will be uh, doing a two twice a week. Oda Payne podcast, Monday and Friday. So you want to check that out. So that'll start next week. So a week from this coming Friday, week from Black Friday, which is coming up this week, the day after Thanksgiving. And uh, we will have the uh, a two uh, Oda Payne podcasts a week on Monday and Friday. Now, I want to get out my other sponsors in here too, uh, Beach Camera. And I want to thank Isaac for all the great work he's done with us. And where you can find incredible prices on stunning TVs this holiday season, look no further than Beach Camera. They've been in business for over uh, 30 years. They offer all the top brands, LG, Samsung, Sony. Give Isaac a call at Beach Camera, 732-993-6385. Stop in at 80 Carter Drive, Edison, and let him save you some money this holiday season. You Also, if you use code JOEB, you get $15 off your order of $100 or more at Beach Camera. Com. So check out Isaac at uh, Beach Camera. Now, it is Thanksgiving week, and I want uh, we got a couple games. we got three games coming up this on, on uh, Thanksgiving Day. A terrible game between the Lions and Bears to start it off. I mean, how bad is that? Uh, you know, the winless Lions, the three-win Bears. I don't know if Justin Fields is playing or not for the Bears, but uh, you can't. They may be better off with Andy Dalton, the quarterback. Uh, not exactly a riveting game for Fox to kick off the uh, Thanksgiving Day games. Then you got a pretty good game, uh, the 430 game, the annual game with in Dallas with the Cowboys. They're playing the Raiders. The Raiders are reeling right now. And and maybe the Raiders, you know, they come off that. Uh, they got whacked by the Bengals last week in Las Vegas. They got whacked the week before by the, uh, by the Chiefs at home as well. They're sitting there at 5-5. Five and five. And, you know, Dallas comes off that tough loss to Kansas City. The um, the Cowboys very banged up, though. Got a lot of guys who are hurt right now. Mari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, uh, Zeke Elliott's hurt. Tyran Smith, their great offensive tackle, has been banged up. So you're probably going to get a banged-up Dallas team on Thursday against the Raiders. But uh, we'll see. Not a bad game, uh, the annual game uh, with the Cowboys and the Raiders. So uh, we'll see. And, and you wonder if 
the, the John Gruden thing and the Henry Ruggs thing has really now taken its toll on uh, on the uh, Vegas Raiders. The night game is the best game of the group. You got the Buffalo Bills coming off that whacking at home at the hands of the Indianapolis Colts playing the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. New Orleans now has lost two straight games. They lost that tough game two weeks ago to Tennessee. They lost. A, uh, they got beat up pretty bad by the Eagles in Philadelphia this past Sunday. Uh, they will take on the Bills in a terrific game that really both teams need this game. Buffalo right now is looking up at the New England Patriots in the uh, AFC East. And the uh, Saints right now are two in the loss column behind the Bucks in the NFC South. So they need a win. We'll see if Alvin Kamara, who's been out for a couple of weeks now, is back on, th- on uh, Thanksgiving night. We'll see about that. Uh, they've had their injury problems to the Saints. A very, very big game for both teams as Buffalo goes into New Orleans to play the Saints. So a terrific game there on uh, Thanksgiving night. All right, Joe Beningo with the O the pain podcast. Uh, let me just get in a couple more of my sponsors before we go. I uh, want to thank again, everybody at budget blinds and uh, that they're back in fold with us and go, uh, go check them out. Two, one, two, five, seven, nine, 8,000. You mentioned Joe B to get 25 off, uh, 25% off of your order. And uh, the offer applies only in Queens and Manhattan locations. Go to budget blinds. You'll get beautiful style and personalized service. For every budget, they bring the showroom right to your home. Check out Budget Blinds. And, of course, my buddies at Anita Tire, uh, Ari, my son Johnny, he'll be he'll be locked into the Buffalo Saint game on Thanksgiving night. He'll be here with us, but I don't know if he's going to hang out to watch the game, but whatever. He's ready for that game. Go to Anita Tire, Westwood Avenue, Rivervale, New Jersey. All your tire needs, all your car repair needs. Tell him Joe Beningo sent you. See Ari, see Johnny. All right, everybody, appreciate you listening. Uh, I want to wish everybody a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy it. Enjoy the turkey. Enjoy all the football. And uh, I'll be back on uh, Monday evening, and we'll break down the wonderful matchup between the 2-8 and eight Jets and the 2-8 and eight Houston Texans. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.